You're listening to episode 289 of the Major Issues Podcast, and in this one, we're talking about Logan's new suit, all about the new casting of Superman Legacy, and we're talking about Netflix's Nomura. The Major Issues Podcast starts right now! Hello everybody out there in comic book land, my name is George Serrano, aka The Don, and if you're listening to this, you can only be here for one reason, it's a brand new episode of the Major Issues Podcast, brought to you by ComicBookClick.com, and it looks like I might be a little bit, al- wait a minute, I think I see something over there in the distance, is that a portal opening up, holy hell, guys, we are in a rare form today, ladies and gentlemen, uh, seemingly walking through a portal, with a uh, with a white claw in his hand, I don't know why. I don't know what he's been up to this entire time. <laughs> uh, we have the astonishing, the spectacular, the downright uncanny. A Rob, the Marvel God. It has been a minute. Tell the people what's up. Yo, what's good? It has been a minute, man. Oh my God, uh, life, life. life. <laughs> but I'm back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And to think you almost spent, you almost invested all your money in that Flash movie, bro. And then two hundred oh million dollars. Oh my god! Yeah, see, I, I, made, I made a mistake. I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> almost did. I had to come back for that. I had to just dive into the omniverse for a sec. Just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna dip out, go into the quantum realm, just chill for a sec. I think it's been about two. What the two big films we haven't really spoken about on here? What do you think of uh, Spider Verse? It. Spider across the Spider Verse blew my mind. Like the the sheer amount of spiders, the polymorphic <laughs> arachnids, <laughs> yeah, uh, universe. Spider Man twenty ninety nine stole stole the whole movie from me from start to beginning, start to beginning, start to end. My bad, y'all. It's just yeah, my, yeah, the movie yeah. was so good. I literally watched it like seven times. <laughs> Spider Punk, Hobby Brown up there Spider-Punk, now. He's Hobby on Brown. Deck. Uh, and, oh my god, Spider-Man India, shout out to them. I really can't wait for part two. But like with this writer strike, it's gonna be so long until part two comes out. Just or yeah. just the, the third one. I can't <laughs> even say it's a part two. It's literally just a third. Like Spider-Man. Oh boys, Miles about to get a trilogy before Andrew Garfield. <laughs> Yo, you ain't like that's so crazy to me. That's so crazy to me. And also, um, like I've always dug Spider the Spider-Verse, you know, into the Spider-Verse and across. And they've always had amazing, you know, voice actors and music. But this album. That Metro Boomin oh album. God. Metro Boomin did it. I was, at one point I was hoping like the, you know, when your Metro don't trust you, like one of his ad lips pop up in the movie. <laughs> I, I'm sitting but there no, like the soundtrack was fire. I was like, you got everybody on here to bump about Spider-Man? Like, is this what like all these Danger by far. Like, uh, bro, uh, everything. I'm playing self love. I'm playing annihilate. The, I'm playing um, annihilate. Yes. Uh, calling, calling me. I'm playing all, <laughs> all of them joints, bro. And then I did it even worse. I'll sit there with a couple beers and just web slinging the game, bro. <laughs> Put the soundtrack on. I'm not even. I'm not even. It's like alert. There's a robbery. Uh, I'm chilling right now. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just <laughs> I'm web swinging through queens. I'm, You're gonna have to. Leave I'm me legit jealous. Of everyone who owns a PlayStation 4 or 5, who get to just listen to the soundtrack and web swing in the game with it. Like, oh, hey, I'm bros. jealous. Marvel Spider-Man 2 coming out soon. Ooh, bro. 
that uh, once soon. again gonna be game of the year. Spider Man IP coming strong every year. <laughs> every year, we're, we're, if you're a Spider Man fan, once again we're eating hey, across the Spider Verse. Spider Man Two. Like, well, well, there's like two other things coming out with Spider Man related. Oh, they, you know, Sony. Oh, Craven. <laughs> oh yeah, Craven. That's right. Another movie. You got magical lion blood, bro. They forged lion. They, <laughs> the lion spit in his wound or something, and now he has magic jungle powers. It's amazing. They were they were gonna spin it somehow. I was honestly curious how they're gonna do. It. I thought they was gonna do like you know an ancient artifact imbued with like a, a totem or you know some necklace or a, a genetic experiment but nope just uh mufasa blessed him with his blood is there anything more 2000s comic book movie than the dna zoom like that's the most <laughs> that's the most 2000 comic book movie thing right like, watch the dna oh he's got superpowers now it's like oh gosh man this movie should have came out 10 years ago yeah, um, I'm pretty sure there's a Rob Schneider movie about that too. He became like an <laughs> animal man. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna yeah, I gotta find a way. I'm gonna find a way to get that poster. And you heard it here right now, the, the making of a meme. I'm gonna find that poster, but Jane put the Craven uh, title sequence above. Yes. Uh Spider-Verse wasn't the only recent multiversal movie. The Flash came out. Did you see the Flash? Oh. And if so, what did you think? Man, there's a reason why I flopped. Like <laughs> I, aside from the CGI, I was just here for the Keaton. I was here for the Supergirl. Yeah. Everything else is just so much controversy. It's hard to be hyped for a character when it's like that actor tied to that character is like. It it, it just it, it makes me ask one question every time. Always it'll always be the same question: Why in the entire fuck did y'all not get Grant Gaston? What what is yeah. wrong with y'all? He plays seven yeah. seasons. Y'all can just get him for like. Just a year worst. after this story or something else. Worse, nine like, seasons, nine seasons, nine years with that with that whole thing. They just finished their ninth season. He's had that nice. character, and if you want to, and if you want to consider, he premiered on Arrow the year before Flash came out. So that's ten years of playing Barry Allen, um, and he wasn't good enough, years. not even for a cameo, bro. Not even for a cameo. You can, you. For the people you put in this, you couldn't put Grant Gustin for a second? Right. Ezra Miller can appear in, like, the series, but Duck can do, like, just a a quick one. Like, y'all multiverse it. Why not? My theory on that is in that Ezra Miller clip with Grant, he says something like, Vic, you know, like, I can't wait to tell Vic about this. Mm. And that was prior to uh, Fisher getting into the hot water with DC. (laughs) So... I can see a Flash movie before everything went to shit where he's like, where him and Vic are talking about it. He's like, I'll try it out for a second, but I don't know, man. Time travel, multiverse, let's, let's see. And then he does it, meets Grant, gets the name The Flash, comes back. It's like, bro, <laughs> you understand? But there's no <laughs> cyborg because they don't like him no more. So <laughs> we couldn't do any of that shit. Uh, but yeah, it is officially the biggest comic book movie bomb of all time. $200 million in the tank and uh if anyone did any math they would have lost less money if this just went and went straight to streaming because they would have paid no money for promotion so yeah uh hopefully they learned a hard lesson hopefully they learned the lesson with this and they don't release aquaman in theaters especially once again with so much controversy tied to an actor in it 
Even though they edited out, what, seven minutes of the eight minutes of screen time she had in the film? Still, though, she shit on the bed. She she shot, she she fucked with one of our favorite actors, beloved actors growing up. With, and, like, come on. And you're not even, you're not <laughs> using, you're not using colorful language. Like, she legit shit the bed. Like, she, it's not a, it's not a phrase. So much shit in the bed. <laughs> it's not figure of speech. You know, like, ah, oh, come on, man. He shit the bed. No, no, she shit. No, in, she, she in literally shit in the bed. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Um, my thing with the whole flash thing was this whole thing of I, I I knew it was a bold move when like the executive producer, one of the special effects people were like, Oh, this movie's so good it's gonna make you forget about <laughs> Ezra's right? I remember them saying that like really? What a bold move. Could you imagine them saying that about Jonathan Majors? They uh, could never say that about Jonathan Majors. They could never say, Oh, come on, man, like look. You know, go, go back and watch Quantumania. This is literally the he made graduation defense, right? Like, it, it's something so good that we're just going to forget all the all the BS. I'm like, how often in history has that ever happened? Like, something somebody has done so many crimes that are so bad, they've done something so good that all is literally forgiven. Yeah. Like, it, it, you literally. You would have to save a bunch of babies. <laughs> Literally, you have to save babies, cure cancer. I don't like. Which is why I think they had the babies in the beginning of that movie, bro. I totally think they were like, I dare you to boo a man who's about to save a bunch of babies in the first five minutes that's of this movie. Why that was, that's probably why I was there, honestly, because that's why politicians kiss babies. They, they, yeah, you man. know, put out that. They're like, oh, they're, you know, they're sweet, nice, I don't know, fame, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about uh, uh, kissing hands and shaking babies. That's all you do on the, on, the ca- <laughs> on the campaign trail. But that's all in the past. We are here to talk about the future. We're here to talk about Nimona. But I don't know if you people at home are ready for this. We're about to pull out a little rabbit out of the hat because... While he is the Marvel God, A-Rob also does a very important thing here for us. He scours the multiverse for all good things, rumors, facts, speculation, castings, and more. It's been a little bit of a while, but ladies and gentlemen, here is A-Rob the Marvel God with the news. What do you find for us? Man, it... It's been crazy, but we're going to talk about the biggest and just the greatest thing that ever happened to the comic book, <laughs> the comic book community. That image, it's everywhere, y'all. Y'all seeing it, but the side-by-side of Deadpool with Wolverine in his comic book accurate costume. Cue it just in the background. Just, It's beautiful. It's a dream come true. It's fan art come to life. It's comic book. From the pages to the screen we've been waiting for how long 17 years 20 years when did when did the first x-men uh, movie come out in 2003 22 years but 22 years it took 22 years it took eternals coming out of the earth alien invasions <laughs> multiverse to finally get yeah. a comic book accurate suit on wolverine can we get a round of applause people yes 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 that's it yeah, uh, it, it it was huge news. I remember when I first saw the image. And the thing is, this is no lie. Two days before this happened, someone had posted in a group that I'm in an image of the brown and yellow suit with the gloves and the helmet. Um, and they said that Hugh Jackman had posted it and it had gotten deleted. Now, oh, yeah, I saw fast. that. 
the internet's pretty fast. So I looked through and I could not find any source citing that that image was a real image. So I'm like, eh. so then I see this image and I'm like, that's a good mock-up. <laughs> you know, I'm like, that's a good <laughs> boss logic mock-up kind of deal. And um, I decided, oh, let me just look through. It's It's real. I'm going to see this. This is going to be real, like actual, factual, real Logan in this. I love the animated series piping of the gloves, the silver little tips. Right, yes. Oh, my God. I'm sitting there. I'm like, this is like little, little George is, is wadded out. And then <clears throat> besides certain people being scrolls that we called live here, uh, Deadpool kills the Fox universe. We see the ruins of the 20th century ruins. Fox logo. <laughs> we called that right here that it could be possible that Deadpool and Wolverine will be kind of going through all the Fox uh, Marvel films, kind of a love letter to that era of Marvel film because those characters are all going to be recast in the new Disney MCU versions of the, of those characters. So what a better way to have a Deadpool film. They, we joked around in Deadpool 1 about him not hanging out with any X-Men. Then in, Dex, in Deadpool 2, there's that door, that, that room that's full of X-Men that he never interacts with. This might be the third time's a charm. We might actually get to see Deadpool and Wolverine hang out with uh, mutants, Maybe some fantastic people, uh, maybe some motorcycle enthusiasts with flaming heads, maybe some vampires. <laughs> who, who knows? But the the possibilities are endless. I won't go into the quote unquote leaked plot summary. I don't know if you've read it, but it does kind of play like it does kind of play like uh you know Deadpool kills the Fox universe. Their other yeah. big thing that they're saying that it might be playing into, which might be the most interesting of it all is they said that this might have house of m elements yep. added to it yep, and yep, that yep. is extremely interesting considering that certain characters like quicksilver are in the middle there both fox and disney own quicksilver you know and so it, i even remember the scrolls being a big deal because fox owned the scrolls at one point um true we got the scrolls back because we gave them something i can't remember what it was it was really like a, it was really like a trade <laughs> I can't remember uh, what it was at the time. We got the scrolls in Captain Marvel, and it was a big deal because we hadn't they hadn't bought Fox yet. Um, I oh, wait, I feel who like was it? Was, something it? In a, was it Modok? I feel like it was somebody like I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was. I felt like it was some sort of trade at some point in time. Um, so we go from like trading these characters to now being like, eh, we got them all. We got the whole toy box. So right, we got a shebang, full house. Got to the whole pile. <laughs> um, I. What the only thing that sucks about this is I just feel like you did it just makes you want more of Hugh Jackman in this role in the suit. Did you see that James Mangold is not too hot, is not too excited about uh Logan returning? Really? Oh yeah. Because he wrote the chapter. He wrote the final chapter that he needed for it. And the idea that they're literally digging that back up. <laughs> I, 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 I saw that. I saw that and I was like, look, man. It's a multiverse. Just because one person died doesn't mean they're not dead in another universe. You have to understand that, man. Look. And ERD, no one ever really dies. Right? Because, like, days of future past already said, y'all already searched our multiverse over days of future past. There's already, y'all already know. Boom. Which which means that he's not even (laughs) the Wolverine. He's not even, there's another mainline Wolverine walking around somewhere. Because that's a brand timeline there with with, uh, Patrick Stewart. Yep, yep, yep. So it's like, so, man, yeah. it, it's okay. But you, I, it's kind of cute. Really, 
No, I'm saying it's kind of cute. The sense of like, you think you're the only one that's ever gonna touch this character? Do you know comics? Oh, right, the hubris. That's kind of cute. You know how many people have directed Batman? I'm telling you, for (laughs) good or for bad. (laughs) For good or for bad. Yeah. Like I promise you, if you give like I don't know, like who's a good director that just good that does good close combat choreography. Like the dude who does maybe like the Ip Man movies or like yeah, whoever uh, did the raid or Undisputed or the raid. Like get that director to the to direct a Wolverine movie. That will be the most savage, brutal movie ever. Like I don't think the Wolverine was bad. Oh, by far it was not bad. But like, give someone else the chance, and they will probably give it a whole entire different spin on it. Probably a Wolverine that doesn't give us all the claws, but give us that really trauma scarred version of him like that merely makes the wolverine tick like oh wow why he does what he does like why is he the baddest of the baddest you know so manigold like what's his name manigold mangold mangold yeah yeah (laughs) mangog uh yeah uh mangold um yeah i like that that this did it for 90s me seeing this suit did it for 90s me couple days prior to this 2000s me got to get a bit excited (laughs) Because it was confirmed that Jennifer Garner was going to be in Deadpool yes, 3 sir. playing Electra. I could just hear the evanescence in the background. You know what I'm saying? Wake me yeah. up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We about to get into that era, bro. You literally hear it. And not just Jennifer Garner. There's a lot of other people confirmed. You know, like even Owen Wilson's Morbius and Vanessa's coming oh, yes. back. Like, you Colossus, know, uh, I believe. Um, yeah, Colossus, Blind Owl, Dopender, Negasonic, Yokia, and Miss Minutes. Yeah, you I know? guess and Miss Minutes and Miss Minutes, which means your boy's probably getting locked up by the TVA. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And- so, there's, so there's like three storylines going on that are pretty big. That the TVA, you got the House of M, and you got Deadpool kills the Fox universe. This movie will probably be the best comic book, the funniest. Probably the funniest and the greatest comic book movie, just because it spans across multiple like franchises of movies. <laughs> More so than possibly even Endgame. This is going to be the most Dare niche comic book, comic book movie. Like you would literally have to be a fan to get why the Fox thing is a thing, right? Why <laughs> the, you know these cameos are funny? Why any of this works? You kind of have to know. What's going on with the studio's rights and all that kind of stuff. So I think it's really interesting that they're going this route with it. Um, we might see the great transition from Batfleck to Matfleck. You know, we might, <laughs> we might see that in that very far. I have seen that rumor. I have seen the rumor that Ben Affleck will be making a cameo appearance <laughs> as Daredevil on top of the other Fantastic Four, uh, you know, yeah. the, with Chris Evans as Human Torch. And, oh, my God. Yeah, they're talking Patrick Stewart. Insane. They're talking. Uh, oh yeah, Ian uh, play, yes, Ian McKellen. The actors play Gene Gray and Cyclops. They're trying to get Holly yeah. Berry back. And uh, what's the, the what's the what's the Fox, Fox cameo that's gonna that's gonna make your day? Do you have one? The Fox cameo that would make my day. Honestly, yeah, just yeah. if they if Franklin Richards. I know he's not in it, or no, not even Franklin Richards. Doctor Doom. If uh, I forget his name, but <laughs> like Julian McMahon, is, yeah, Julian McMahon. Like if if he appears <laughs> in Doctor Doom and then somehow just gets dispatched in the funniest way by Deadpool, that would make that movie for me. And Galactus showing up, 
Those are my two. I know you asked for one, but I, I need I need Galactus somewhere. Just please. I'm gonna you got a cloud in the shadow of him. I need the real one. <laughs> I think it would have been really cool if he was the villain for this. If he was the villain uh for this. And then he could also be then a foreboding Ooh. villain in the future, right? Because we know he's out there doing that. So who knows where he's up to next. Um but now that you said that, I'm gonna piggyback off your answer, which is a little bit of cheating, but he has to poke his head in the fan four stick universe. Even if it's just to be like, ew. And then he, <laughs> and, then he and then he bounces. Just to acknowledge that that universe exists. Yes. Yes. Like, yes, yes, yes. Ew. And you guys are brother and sister? I don't see it. And then he leaves. <laughs> this and this uh once adopted. <laughs> yeah. How'd you get away from here from Wakanda? And then he just, and then he just, <laughs> he just takes off. That's it, bro. That's it. I'm, That's all we it. need. This this movie is going to be everything. It has to be everything. It's Deadpool three. They they literally say it's going to be rated R. They're not holding nothing back. It, 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 it's going to be a comic book nerd's wet dream. Is it me or are they doing uh, is are they doing this weird dance between Deadpool and Superman? Where every time they announce something for Deadpool, I feel like they announce something for Superman not too far not too far from it. I don't know if people are scared about, you know, who's getting more more stuff, but it's like that drop but dropped a couple of days ago and a couple of days ago they dropped it. they're they're like loading the Superman Legacy movie with a bunch of characters. Oh yeah, three new put, uh, characters were just dropped with the yeah. actors playing them. Uh, Isabella Merced, I hope I'm saying that right, is going to play Hawk Girl. Edie yeah. Gathagi will play Mr. Terrific. Edie Gathagi, again, if we're talking about Fox, Darwin from uh, the first class films, he's getting a second yeah. chance at the superhero of it all. He gets to play Mr. Terrific. And then Nathan Fillion playing... Uh, um, Guy Gardner, Green Guy Gardner, Lantern. Guy Gardner, Green Lantern. What a role! <laughs> and he's he could totally kill it. He could totally. Kill oh it. yeah, Nathan Philly is hilarious from Big Mouth, Destiny. Just he's everywhere. <laughs> so like he can play I a role. Double, I gotta double check. I could have sworn. Actually, yes, he's also yes, voiced yes. several characters in DC already, if I'm not mistaken. So like this is you know nothing new to him for real. They completely tanked the Green Lantern show, didn't they? Or they're changing it. That's what it is, right? I I have no idea. Actually, yo, actually, yeah, I think no, they're they changing, changing it. it. I think they're they changing, changing it. it. Yeah, I remember. It's just gonna be know, Stewart just... and Hal, I think now. Where initially yep. it was gonna be a whole core because uh, mm -hmm. Finn Whitrock, who was in American Horror Story, was initially cast as Guy Gardner. That's what was stuck in my head was that he was gonna play Guy, but Nathan got the got the comedic chops. You need Guy to be a, a bit of a Facts. blowhard, and I think he's definitely gonna kill it in that role. As far as Mr. Terrific, I'm always down for inclusion, and then Hawk Girl. Please bring back Aldous Hodge. Please, please have Aldous Hodge uh -huh. be there. You know, because I think he did a tremendous job on Black Adam. He and, killed it. He killed and the it. idea that he won't be back around is weird. Even the idea that uh, Brosnan won't be back around is feels weird. Like he would be super cool in this universe, showing up, nice. old man fate. You know, um, but he also I gotta uh, check this out because he also. I guess, you know, that man, I don't know how James Gunn has the patience because I wouldn't be answering anybody <laughs> about anything, right? I'd be like, you'll see it when you see it. It is what it is, you know? But he you constantly feels like... 
yeah, he constantly feels like he has to squash rumors and this, that, and the third. Um, but he had said something along the lines of, in response to somebody, like, um, I've never introduced a character in a film for the sole reason to promote another film. So the yeah, characters so that are in this are to serve the narrative. They're not to be backdoor, you know, pilots for other properties and other stuff. I also see three hours ago, he put, um, I will cover Superman legacy in a video tomorrow. DC has until midnight before the potential SAG strike. So more casting announcements might come in last minute, like Luther, maybe that's what he says. (laughs) I feel like all of this though, just throws water on anything that comes out before this. (laughs) Right? A little bit, right? Yeah. You you find yourself in the nerd minds, or is there a lot of uh, scuttlebutt about Blue Beetle? Are people hyped for that? What's going on there? People are actually hyped about Blue Beetle. And unfortunately, it's not going nowhere. But like, yeah, new, fresh acting, like actor, a character that's never be before seen on the you know the silver screen. We've seen him in Young Justice, mm-hmm. and character people love that character. So now it's like you know that fan base from the Young Justice fan base is strong as hell. It's, you yes. know, so now seeing the characters from that to go to live action, it's a dream come true. So, you know, and, you know, Marvel's the template. So there's probably going to be a lot of Iron Man cinematography in it, calling it. Like, you know, <laughs> we saw it in uh, Black Adam. We, it, was, it was Captain America, not Captain America. You go to Cap- Sam Wilson, Captain America, Giant Man, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. It, Marvel is the template going forward for a lot of these DC movies. And I hope James Gunn understands that but it goes the shyest from that and keeps it his template you know it's so weird because i thought that the flash had a lot of elements that were pointing in the right direction for the tone of what what dc should have done but now i'm scared because of the money they're again gonna learn the wrong lessons before the film started making any kind of money or before it was even like before the weekend happened right um they had already announced that andy muschetti who directed that was going to direct the next batman brave and the bold Mm. Any chance he gets pulled off now because of this? Any chance they say, oh, I'm fucking doing $2 million. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna... Can someone uh, call Nolan again? Is Nolan still not picking up his phone? That's what they're thinking because that's the only answer they ever have for any of this stuff. Right. I mean, he <laughs> said he would come back or Snyder. Like, you know, they would come back to finish what they started. <laughs> well, Nolan's beefing with Warner Brothers right now. Christopher Nolan. Oh, yeah. He actually left them and went to Universal because they would, uh, at first, it was because they wouldn't promote, like, Dunkirk during when uh, it was, like, tw- no, Tenet, when it was 2020 and the, the theaters were shutting down. He was doing the Ezra Miller. He was like, this movie's good enough to go see during the pandemic. <laughs> like, and it was. Dying for kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, I don't want to say we're dying for it, but it was, it was a great movie. No, like, yeah. he always delivers. And him, him and Hans Zimmer, they always deliver. And then Warner Brothers uh, did something that no streaming service was doing. I know you remember this. They announced that their whole 2021 slate was coming out same day, did theater and HBO Max. Mm. And Nolan is a, he loves theater, like the whole filmmaking experience and was not hyped about that. So they, you know, the Earth, uh, the DC lost their best defender or whatever. <laughs> the best defender. <laughs> Literally, now guns there, the best so. advocate, right? So, like, I have hope. I have hope for the DC universe just because James Gunn, like, he's at the helm. 
For the next 10 years, he's in control of all the content that's coming out. Effectively, he's their Kevin Feige going forward. Yeah. yeah. And between me and you, I'm pretty uh, excited that uh, Dwayne Johnson is tucking his tail between his legs and kneeling before Fast and the Furious, begging for <laughs> begging for work. <laughs> because he kind of did all this. <laughs> Do you remember when they announced... That that Wolverine and Deadpool were having a film together. That was the same week that they announced that Superman was coming back. That Henry Cavill came back with that video. It was like, don't oh, worry, okay. everyone. I am finally back, and I will never leave again. And then two weeks later, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, they're not casting. Screwed the pooch. And y'all screwed the pooch because I I wholly could have believed that in the same year Deadpool three came out, that could have been the year we could have got Black Adam versus Shazam versus Man of Steel. That movie would have been good so far just and not on those it regardless of the plot we get those three heavy hitters on screen just going at it on a triple threat on some wwe smackdown versus raw <laughs> power beat down <laughs> <laughs> like who yeah, wouldn't want to see henry cavill superman just beat the brakes off of the rain johnson's black adam or vice versa like no, he's Hobbs way. now, bro. That's it. He oh, went Hobbs. back. He's Hobbs yeah. now. And not only that, I was talking to a couple of friends of mine, and I was like, yo, because they were like, yo, could you imagine? Like, that means Vin won the beef, right? Like, <laughs> the fact that he came back. And I was like, yo, he was walking through the door, Dwayne, and uh, Vin is sitting there counting his Guardians 3 money. Going, hey, what's going on, brother? How'd that franchise go for you? <laughs> yeah, really? I mean, we got to Yeah. I mean, if you really want to come back, we got a little spot for you. If you want to, you know, <laughs> hang in here. Hilarious. And I found out that, uh, you know, in Hobbs and Shaw, uh, my guy, Roman Reigns, <laughs> plays the cousin of Dwayne's character, Hobbs, in that film. Initially, before that happened, the person that they had slotted for that role was Jason Momoa, which means that he wouldn't have been able to play the villain in this, in this new thing because he would have been Hobbs' brother. <laughs> Ah. So yeah, so I guess it all works out some way down the line, and Momoa is still getting his Aquaman too, I guess, and he might still be Lobo. We don't know how any of that's gonna go. Best casting right there, Jason Momoa as Lobo. Yes, I think that's what we've been wanting since day one for real. So my remember, you know how I always have a tin for you hat, bring your salt shakers, etc. and so forth. My yeah. theory on the Flash is we're leaving Ezra there. Oh yeah. That He's Blue Beetle is not in the same universe. Like every other movie coming out will be in a different universe than the film The Flash is currently. <laughs> We're going to oh, leave yeah. Ezra with Clooney. And even maybe that Aquaman. Maybe you know, maybe Aquaman 2 happens on that earth where Flash is. But everything else coming forward <laughs> will be on a new established earth starting with Blue yeah. Beetle. That would oh, be yeah, hilarious. There's already an LexCorp building in Blue Beetle. And unless Blue Beetle is in the Snyderverse, we're going to get a new Lex, which James Gunn already alluded to. So very, very interesting stuff there. Very, very interesting stuff. What else is the Ether talking about? Well, also interesting. We have some another rumor uh, spinning about the Fantastic Four. Ryan Gosling, you know, like a month ago, a week ago, you know, these, these, these castings always change with the leaks that Ryan Gosling yeah. is now... In the lead to play Mr. Fantastic in the new Fantastic Four movie coming out, what, 2025, 2024? Well, I've heard everything under the sun. I heard Matt Smith at one point. I, I heard, heard Matt Smith a few days ago, uh, too. That <laughs> Vanessa Kirby, who was in Hobbs and Shaw, 
<laughs> uh, was also rumored to play Sue at one point. It turns out that the initial rumors of was it um it was Margot, who they have for Reed. You remember that big rumor? Oh, oh, um, oh. Um, Kylo. Adam Driver. Oh, Adam Driver, yeah. Yeah, it. They say that they the rumor was that the money wasn't good enough, or that you know, like something happened in negotiations. That supposedly they were set to announce the entire Fantastic Four possibly at San Diego Comic Con, and then uh, you know because whatever fell through, fell through. They're like, uh, we're not going to San Diego Comic Con <laughs> this year. <laughs> the dog ate their homework, bro. You know what I'm saying? They can't, <laughs> they can't go to the they can't go to the convention. Sorry. Whoops. Hilarious! Like they need to get the, they need to get it down pat. Like the fans are clamoring, we want the casting so we can have something to look forward to. Like because right now, Phase Four is like, but with everything going on in the real world, it's affecting what's happening in the Marvel world. If that makes sense, you guys. Like yeah. it's, it's, so it's like, what what is the next big things we have to look forward to? We just had Guardians, we had we had Quantumania. Right now, we're in the Secret Invasion. Holy shit! But what is on the horizon, and that's it's unfortunately it's ingrained in us all Marvel fans. Like we always have something to look forward to, and now it's like, yeah, what do we have to look forward to? Secret Wars? That's kind of far. It was, it, it was like twenty twenty. Remember twenty twenty? We didn't didn't get a single MCU drop. Right. Nothing. The Division is the first thing to drop post. Uh, you know, obviously Spider Man came out post Endgame, but then you know they did WandaVision two years after or. Yeah, two years after. So, um, yeah, we've we've dealt with some drought, droughts before, but it was a drought after Endgame. So Endgame was so much content that you know. But right now we're in the middle of telling the story, and the idea of taking a, a long hiatus from any of this stuff. We'll see if the fan base stays because that's another big thing. Everybody's got a ten thousand word 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 essay on superhero fatigue and whether or not any of this stuff is working sure. and how. But look across the board: Indiana Jones is bombing, Pixar's bombing. There's no such thing now as a tried and true IP. I'm sorry to say, you might have to work a bit at what you're doing. It's not just putting the name that you know made money before up front because again, Spider Verse is making money. Guardians is closing in on a billion. It may not make a billion, but it's closing in on a billion dollars. Um, the movies that people want to see are making money. You just, it's got to be something worthwhile because honestly, I've seen it. I've seen it. Word of mouth is what makes these movies billion dollars movies. It's people saying, right. yo, you got to see this. I'll go see it again with you. That's how good it is. I'll see it a second time. You want to go see it? I haven't seen it. You know, that kind of stuff. And I don't think people are doing that with things like The Flash or Indiana Jones. No one's like, yo, we're down 100%. Nothing against Indiana Jones either. You know, but yeah, they've got to pick and choose what they're experimenting uh, here with. We got the Marvels up next, right? Yeah, November. November. November 17th, 18th, I believe. It's pretty. That's pretty. Yes. That's uh, that's around in the corner, down the alley, around the way, and up the block, across the country, or you know, in terms of distance. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty ways off. And then you know, if we don't know when Loki's coming out, it's supposed to come out at the end of July, August, maybe to try to supposed to tie the, us over until then. Loki's been moved to October. I oh, wow. typed in Loki two into Google. And it showed me that Loki 2 is a fast food restaurant in Serbia. 
<laughs> so if any of you guys are in Serbia, check out Loki 2. It actually has 4.4 stars, uh, 7 Google reviews. So yeah, so uh, Go- Loki 2 and Google won't take you exactly where you want to go. Um, October 6th. October 6th. Wow. October um, 6th. Oh, by the way, because you, uh, you were into Spider-Verse, did you catch the whole everything everywhere all at once, Bagel? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so good. So good. So good. So good. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Loki. And Loki had gotten delayed. Like you said, I think it was initially July. It had gotten delayed because of the whole John the Majors of it all, because it has to make a big decision. In, in yeah. that show, probably more than anything else ever. Actually, thinking about Loki season two has been delayed three times up to this point. Now, at first, it's supposed yeah. to come out in March. Then, it, no, four times. So March, April, then July, now October. <laughs> yeah. And probably all for reasons that were shifting the world at the time. I think one of them was like, oh, we didn't know Kang was going to be this fire. Like, we we should possibly do more with him. You know, and now we have the uh, the opposite of like, oh, we don't know what he did. So we don't know if we want to, you know. Put all, <laughs> yeah, put all our eggs in one basket kind of situation. Um, but, yeah, Loki will be coming... Um, like I said, we're getting Echo. I'm just waiting for Daredevil, man. I'm waiting for 2024, to be honest. Deadpool, Daredevil. Let's get it. Golly, that might be all I need. <laughs> Shit. Uh, it's a lot. There's a lot happening. It's totally a lot. Oh, happening. yeah. 2024 is going to be crazy, especially with a new Spider-Man movie coming out, too. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 2024 yep, is going to yep, be insane. Ding, yep. ding. Can't wait. But uh, that's all I have for the news, y'all. Like it's been pretty crazy, but but mostly it's just been that that Deadpool and the Wolverine image, just and the the behind the scenes. It looks like the, the opening fight, the scene of them just going yeah. at it, and Deadpool getting just fish ever loving shit rocked by Wolverine. You know, it's funny. And okay, the first Deadpool movie like works on its like like. It's not a very expensive film. There's not a many. Um, there's like the set piece on the highway, and then there's like the set piece at the end, right? Kind of stuff. Um, Deadpool two has a little bit of that as well. Um, but I feel like Deadpool was seen as a property that can make a lot of money on a pretty low budget. I wonder if Disney's gonna start putting some money into this. If we're gonna get a big three third act CGI bonanza, like this could be the biggest Deadpool movie we've ever seen. Where his adventures have been kind of personal. This I gotta save this one yeah. girl. I gotta save this one kid, kind of situation. He might be in charge of saving all of it or destroying all of it. We don't know yet. <laughs> but yeah, it's gonna be something big, and it's gonna be uh, something big soon. So huge jump, and I love that because that's literally de- that's that. That is him. That is him. He'll just get roped into Secret Wars and be like, uh, "What? <laughs> what am I supposed to do again? It's been absolutely ridiculous. Um, but. Ladies and gentlemen, that was A Rob, the Marvel God, with the news. Nimona is a 2023 American computer animated science fantasy adventure comedy film 
directed by Nick Bruno and Troy Quinn, from a screenplay by Robert L. Bard and Lloyd Taylor. It is based on the 2015 graphic novel of the same name by N.D. Stevenson. The film is set in a sci-fi fantasy world influenced by the Middle Ages. It features the voices of Chloe Grace Moretz as the titular character and Riz Ahmed as her partner and former knight with Eugene Lee Lang and Francis Conroy voicing supported roles. A-Rod Marvel God, I told you to watch this so we could talk about this together. Was this on your radar? And after that, after you answer that question, uh, can you give a spoiler-free review for those who have listened up until this point and are a little bit curious about whether or not they should catch this? As a avid comic book reader and knower of comic book knowledge, this flew entirely under my radar. It popped up on Netflix and it caught my eye. So I was like, I'm going to add it to my list and watch another day. And going in blind, I was not expecting what you're expecting to such a great story of interpersonal yeah. connection, of uh, relationships, of struggle, of betrayal, of love, of perception. Destiny. <laughs> yeah, perception, how you perceive people, how you perceive yourself, all that stuff. And disgrace. <laughs> so I had to finish it. But yeah, no, all of it. And it was a really great story. Uh, I, I'm just going to go right into it. Like you said, spoiler, spoiler free. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nomoda, my favorite character of the entire movie. <laughs> just, I loved her. It's like, if, if, if anyone, if you want a good child, like, aspire to have your child act like Nomoda. I'm not going to say act like her, but aspire to have some qualities of be, being a good person. It just, I. Uh, she <laughs> wasn't <Yeah>. evil. <laughs> she had to no, but uh, we'll, we'll get we'll get it we'll get into all that. But I totally dig what you're saying about that because I I agree in the sense that um, I initially wanted some backstory, so I I started to read the uh, graphic novel that this is based on. It's very simplistically read. Like there's not a lot of stuff. I think like for the most part it's like four panels. Like there's not a bunch of inventive panel work. There's not a like paragraphs written in the right. in the voice stuff. It is pretty right, snappy right. and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty yeah. yeah. Um but it's still hella good. And in the comic she has like a hard on for like revenge and blood and destruction and all that kind of stuff. And I got like halfway through and then I was like, you know what? I want to watch the film kind of without that, without that back because a knit from the second the film starts, it already starts um, with a different backstory than the book. So I was already, oh. that told me, Oh snap. Uh, this is, I may be taking in the wrong material, not in the wrong material. You get what I'm saying? But like, I may be getting influenced by that. Let me see how this person tells the story. This director tells the same story that he read, how they, they adapted and stuff. And I really, really dug it. Um, in a world where people are having a very hard time putting out the messages that they want in a film, I think this did a very good job about people feeling comfortable in their own skin, which is all the rage right now in conversation. But I feel like some people don't have the right tact <laughs> when it comes to that kind of stuff and this word. this i felt very plainly uh you know served up a message that if a child is watching this they can kind of get and there's a there's a moment or two in this where i gasped where i'm so invested in these characters that i'm like either it got super deep or super dark because it gets both of those in this <laughs> Man, man, oh man, there were some dark themes in this that the really adult theme, mature themes, whatever the where you want to say, but it was a really 
any child, teenager, adult can enjoy this thoroughly just because of those yeah. themes that they hit on. And you can learn a lot from this because it did it did pose that question of identity uh, or just who are you? You know, yeah. and when being comfortable in your own skin and being comfortable in your own skin in the world, you know, yeah. because how the world sees you or perceives you. No, 100%. Are you who you think you are or are you who everyone else thinks you are? Who gets to who gets mm -hmm. to decide who you are? The, you, the, the stuff that is spoken about you, does, is that a fair representation of you or is you actively living in the world and uh, active representation of you? And I didn't think I was going to get poised with that question in, in, in this. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like, oh, wow, that is that is a lot. And then they drop the line. Once people see you as a villain, they have a hard time seeing you any other way. And that's a Ooh. that's a bar. That was a bar there because you know it's it's we're watching a character who dug her heels in, who said, "Oh, you think I'm this way? Then I might as well be." What what other what other avenue do I have? And I think all of us, whether it be age, race, religion, have been pigeonholed. Like we, oh, you're this, so I know you're obviously this. It's like no, <laughs> everyone's oh. unique. No one's a monolith. Um, and the idea that people are just coming to generalizations is because they want to feel safe, which is what all of this is about, right? This entire film is about people yeah. willing to push, quote unquote, others away and out in terms of feeling safe of what they know, the story that they've been told. Um, and I think they did that, they did that very well. Um, I'd recommend it. Um, and if you are down, we can get fully into it. Let's get it. Let's get it. So, our story starts off with a bit of a narr narration. A long time ago, there was a kingdom that lived in peace until one day a great and terrible evil attacked it and its people. Fortunately, a hero named Glorith, <laughs> that made me laugh, <laughs> just a date, like so, <laughs> Glorith, managed to rise up and defend the kingdom, eventually sending the beast back from whence it came. Glorith, now considered the kingdom's greatest hero, trained an elite force of knights whose sole purpose is to protect the kingdom from future attacks. The idea would be that these knights would have children and only those born of other knights can join their legion. So we're already getting like a whole weird royal blood, right? Kind of, kind of. Right, I'm like, I'm like, mm, elitism. Damn. <laughs> First five minutes. It's already elitism. And um, I love... uh. I love this idea that, yeah, now we need, we have, we, this world is a world where we have all the medieval tropes that you know, but people have cell phones. <laughs> like, there's like billboards and cameras. And I did love the aesthetic of this. I love the futuristic medieval look. I loved yeah. it. I liked it. Because it reminded me a little bit of uh, Spider-Man Unlimited a little bit. But how, oh, yeah, I can see that. But it was like medieval how they rode around on chariots and horses and stuff, you right. know? Yeah, I'm because like, okay, they're, that's they're pretty cool. Like I said, they're they're flying in spaceships, but they still use swords. Yeah. You know, they Bro, have, like they did that in a thousand years. Yeah, yeah. They have they do like, they have video conference all the time. They <laughs> get you know, they got Skype at the very least, so that's good to know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> laser swords, laser beams, flying yeah, cars, right? like bruh. <laughs> So a thousand years later, the citizens of the kingdom gather to see a new slew of men be knighted. One of these men is Ballister Boldheart, a street kid with no royal lineage who was given a chance by the queen herself. Ballister worked hard at the institute and eventually graduated at the top of his class. 
It was there. He met Ambrosius Goldenloin. I love these names. Man. <laughs> Ambrosius Goldenloin, a direct descendant of Galorith and a favorite in the class. Some people have an issue with Ballister being knighted, but it doesn't stop the ceremony from actually occurring. Before it takes place, Ambrosius lets Ballister know he deserves the title, regardless of what anyone says. Before they head out, Ball is taunted by Sir Thaddeus Sherblade. <laughs> Uh, and Can we get that name one more time? Sir Thaddeus Sherbly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he's like the dope. He's like the he's like the Flash Thompson bully. Of, Man, of, of this. what do they call him? Todd. Yeah, Todd. Thaddeus. Todd. Thaddeus Hated Todd. I hated him. Just yo, bro. I'm like, oh, if you went to my school, we would have. We you know we 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 beat up bullies, but you you would have got your ass kicked acting like that. He says something like, "Uh, you know, hey, ball, and I know I said that you really don't deserve this." And then ball's like, "And he's like, what? You thought I was gonna take it back?" <laughs> and then he just walks I was away. like, he blatantly just just <laughs> ro- I'm like, "Yo, yeah. he's really just With a asshat." With the shade, um, <laughs> so the director herself shows up and reminds them of the importance of the day and now again remember i have to watch this twice once regular and once for notes the second time for notes she tells ballister that everyone will finally see him for who he truly is <laughs> yo bro sprinkle a little crack on him that's all you gotta do right <laughs> that's all you gotta do bro that's what she was saying right there all you gotta do is sprinkle a little crack because <laughs> um <laughs> the would-be knights line up to be knighted and Ballister is the last the queen knights him after an impassioned speech and the people finally get behind him i thought that was a pretty cool moment like when she knights him no one says anything he's like damn like i I got it but no one cares and they start to cheer and he really smiles he's like oh okay everyone's down with this because he knew what everyone was saying on the news and all that kind of stuff about him not deserving it and now we have an entire arena cheering for him how did you feel when his sword started to transform in this moment, uh, I I was like, "What?" And then it <laughs> happened, and, and yeah. I was just like, "Yo, what the fuck? Why did as you have he, to talk? As he grabs his blade, a mysterious laser shoots right out of his the hilt of his sword and kills the queen in front of everybody, cameras, all the onlookers, all the new knights. I was like, we just saw a murder. Or again, that does not happen in the comic. So that's when I was like, okay, no, I'm going to put that down. I'm going to watch this for this because this is telling a a whole other story. Um, and just like the way they shot it, it was shot as a like a serious, dark moment. And Right. They about- really slow motion yeah. zoomed in on everyone's face in that moment from Ballastar, the queen, the director, and Godeloin. Like everyone's reaction was just frozen in time for a split second like what do you think uh, about what do you think about uh golden loins reaction that quick disarm move that doesn't not only disarms him from the weapon but takes his whole arm off i <laughs> considering the scene that they had beforehand i was like yo the betrayal but then i was like wait is he trained to do that because that was like he did that without instant, thinking instant yeah and then I was like, oh, he got Anakin. <laughs> he got and now I'm sitting there like, Star Wars. 
Yeah, I'm sitting here like our protagonist was just framed for murder, disarmed, and now everyone's after him. What the hell kind of movie is and this? And like we're and like we're like ten minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, and out of instinct, Ambrosius literally disarms Ball, who is framed for the murder of the queen and wanted for his crimes. Ball builds a new robotic prosthetic arm and goes into hiding. It is there he is visited by a mysterious teenage shapeshifter, Nimona, who sees a villainous spirit in Ballister and uh, that she is willing to help get out. Seemingly gleeful with dreams of anarchy, Nimona appoints herself Ball's sidekick despite his protest. Ballister explains that he has been framed and is working on clearing his name and that he isn't a villain. He tries to speak to... Well, let's just leave it right there. Um, what do you think of this introduction to Nimona? There's a little kind of hints that she may not have always been a little girl, etc. and so forth. No sh- shape-shifting yet. But what do you think about this uh, introduction to the character? It was spunky. It was fun and campy. I you, The first 30, 40, 15 to 30 seconds with the character, you immediately know, like on the surface, you know, that this character is fun. She's fun. She's gl- She's gleeful. She's... You know, like I said, it's spunky, and she has like a, you know, like a little hot streak, apparently, which adds a little more, you know, a little zest on top of the character. I, I love the introduction of it. It, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, I think Chloe, uh, Chloe, Chloe Grace, I said Chloe Clace, <laughs> Chloe Grace Moretz, I think does a great job voice acting this character. When, oh, she, yeah. when you need her to sound sincere, she gets in. When she throws out a one-liner, that stuff is hilarious, too. Um she's so down to just like i said torch everything and we don't know why yet um and ball is when when in the comic ball's already a villain um he is disarmed but he's disarmed because he beat ambrosius in a fencing uh thing for these knights and then ambrosius cuts off his arm out of vengeance so he's ambrosius is very uh-huh. obviously a uh, antagonist in in that where in this is a bit different. Um, I love her design. I love her, like her weird makeshift hair. I like that they show her like she's going around vandalizing posters about the the institute and the kingdom, uh, the kingdom. She's writing on the on the <laughs> on the spray painted stuff. I like how her eyes go white when she's like super into whatever. <laughs> oh my god! Did they let you keep it? <laughs> yes, 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 yes. She like stops a saw with her arm, like she stops a circular saw. She just puts her arm on it. It's like, no, I'm not a little girl. Or well, no, she laughs every time she's called that at the very least. Um, but yeah, I totally love this introduction, and I love Ball as the um, hesitant villain. The the you know he's not really reluctant. not really sure he wants to do this. Yeah, reluctant. That's 100 percent the word I was looking for as a reluctant villain. Um, so. My man Ball tries to go see uh, Ambrosius to just kind of talk and gets arrested immediately, which is funny because Nimona said that would happen. It's like, if you go over there, is this, and she, the funniest part, one of the running gags is that she doesn't get why he keeps going back to the person that cut off his arm. <laughs> she keeps saying, why do you, he cut off your arm. At one point she says, cutting off someone's arm is not a love language. <laughs> and, me pop. and lo and behold, that comes back around. For hey, man, it is all love. Um, but yeah, she gets a, he he straight up gets a, arrested. Um, he doesn't understand the severity of how things look, even if he knows what he did. You know that he didn't do it. He seemingly doesn't understand how it looks to everybody else. 
Um, he tries, he gets arrested. He's scolded by the director who's like, I trusted you. Like, yeah, you jerk. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> you two faced motherfucker. You know, you know what I'm saying? Um, but luckily, Nimona shows up and introduces her incredible shape shifting powers and uses them to help them break out. Uh, Ballister is hit with debris and is knocked out. Uh, but when he comes to, he realizes that she has cha- uh, cleaned up the lair. Uh, before we continue, this was just a big set piece where her, her be- being a rhino, uh, uh, called the fat unicorn at one point by Todd, who doesn't know what a rhino is, apparently. <laughs> right, a, a, rhin- a rhinoceros-ops. <laughs> so, a I, th- I think there's a world in which this is a bit more blood-filled. <laughs> I think that oh, there's yeah. a world in which, if they wanted to... This uh, this raid through the castle is a bit more. Uh, it has a bit more casualties because the end it literally blows up. Like the castle, blow, like there's fireworks and stuff shooting out of it. And in the comic, they make it a point to be like a bunch of people die. <laughs> like they, you guys killed a bunch of people. Oh, wow. Um, but very rarely do we see a, a a woman, let alone a young girl, be portrayed in this anti-hero kind of way. Ironically enough, possibly the last time is when Chloe Grace Moretz played. Hit girl in kick ass. Right. So I guess it all Funny. it's all coming up Chloe. Um but yeah. Bastard tries to remember how they escaped and he is reminded of Nimona's shape shifting powers. And he calls her a monster which enrages her. Were you surprised by her reaction to this? I was not because I, I sensed there was something under the surface with her. Because you know yeah. for lack of better words, those who laugh the loudest you know, you know, you know the the the, the part. Yeah, yeah, I get what you I get what you mean. Like, there's there's something in there. And again, we don't know why she has this hard on for destruction. And then yet, when she's called a monster, has an issue with it. You know, it it, it seems like a very weird juxtaposition. Oh, she's down to be a villain. She's down to be a villain psychic, but monsters crossing the line. Why is monster crossing the line? That doesn't seem to make any sense. Right. Like, hmm. Yeah. Um. And like she makes it seem like it's a slur. Like at various points, people are like, mm, and she's like, "What you saying? What? Like, what you about to call me right now?" Um, and what do you think about this idea that he is insistent on her just saying who she is? Right, like throughout this thing, she's like, "What are you? Where did you get your?" And she's always giving like a flippant answer, like, "I'm Nimona. I'm me." You know, what do you what did you think about? Those because they have several talks, I feel like, in that in that vein before he finally understands. I think uh, I don't want to sound like I'm psycho babbling or whatever, but it's just from the trauma that she experienced from uh, so long ago, so trust issues, and yeah. then you know, I guess for lack of better words, for the story, you didn't want to divulge her origin like right out there, probably got to leave some mystery to the character. So I just want to keep it at the surface until like the big reveal, like why we should be really invested in her <laughs> until we get yeah. to the nitty gritty meat and potatoes of the character. That's a bit in our DNA, right? We'll go out into the club and buy bottles and shots for each other all willy nilly. We ain't sitting there trying to talk about, you know, <laughs> like you're, you're happy about your house, you chill, whatever, smoke, drink, et cetera, and so forth. But ain't nobody sitting around trying to talk about their, trying to get better by talking about <laughs> the rough stuff that's going on. So she's down for the fire mayhem. She's down to break in and out of castles. She's down to take out the entire kingdom. But when asked how she got her powers or what she is, you know, uh, she's a bit hesitant. She deflects. But also, 
Yeah, but also she's gotten actual factual proof that people don't have tolerance for her, right? That people aren't there to try to listen to what she is. You know, they they've made up their mind about what she is, and thus we get the circle of her, you know, being demonized. Um, what did you think about the revelation that she's hanging out with Ball because he's as hated as her? I a two peas in a pod, birds flock together. Is that a misery loves company kind of thing? Is that what that is? Yes, it was literally that. (laughs) And 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 then the reveal later on about like you know just since you're hated, I'm hated. We might as well be hated together, kind of thing. You know, burn it all, us against the world, (laughs) kind of stuff, which never worked, by the way. It never works. We all want to be part of this world. Sometimes we get pushed on the outside, you know. But we all want to be here. We all want to be part of this world. Everyone just wants to be loved and respected. But um, in her mind, people will never change their opinion about the two of them. So they should have fun causing havoc because that's the only life left. I see people, I see people live this life, right? The person who gets called an alcoholic, that doesn't help them. They just go, they sink deeper, right? Uh, I've seen people who already have rough uh self-esteem issues being taunted and that only makes you dig you know burrow deeper mm. just go deeper in your comfort zones your bubble gets smaller and smaller and smaller because you want to protect your heart your head your, your your you know who you are um it's gotten to the point now where pneumonia the only person there is no one else she's talking to she's all by herself and seemingly found her kindred spirit because they're both public enemy number one which is uh pretty interested interesting um realizing that it was the squire who gave him the sword that killed the queen the two decide to reach him uh for some answers back at headquarters ambrosius is accused of letting ballister escape due to their friendship this causes ambrosius to double down and declare his hunt for ballister himself um to make sure that no one else gets hurt he makes his knights search every street ordering them to bring ballister to him Ball and Nimona go to the market in disguise, but the director puts the entire kingdom on monster alert, begging the citizens to keep an eye out for the two of them. Using Nimona as a distraction, the two manage to board a train, but they are seen on camera by the knights. Um, that's all pretty. I liked her impression of Ball. <laughs> she has a little pink streak in her hair. And she's like, oh, I'm real big and evil. <laughs> and I love that Ambrosius, I who loves him, love- is like, that's not him. Right. I love how over the top and theatrical she is and everything she does. I'm like, ah, oh, preteen. Yeah. She's having a blast in this role. Um, but I also love, like I said, that Ambrosius susses it out. Like, no, that's not him. Like, I know Thanks. him. That's not him. Um, pizza rat reference. She literally turns into a rat and drives oh, a pizza yeah. into, the, into the train. Uh, I feel like there was a bunch of like meme humor references in this there's a bunch of like i think at one point someone says bruh like i think i think uh there's a lot of kind of millennial tiktok meme humor in this which is cool you know like i'm i'm getting towards the age where the, a lot of this comedy is gonna shift <laughs> and, oh man i feel you know, it and, too yeah and it ain't gonna be mine anymore man it's gonna be the next generations and oh these ears these zoomers hey, hey there fellow kids um <laughs> Ball and Namona have a discussion on whether or not it would be easier to present Namona as little girl, but she makes it a point to ask easier for whom that was probably the biggest, like, 
message, <laughs> right? Uh, thing that they got out there. Because he's like, come on, just be a girl. At many at many points, right? He's telling her, just turn to the girl. Just be the girl. She's like, no, I love the one. She, at one point, he's like, uh, turn to the girl. And she's like, no, I'm a shark. She just turns into a shark. <laughs> um, apparently, she can be like aquatic animals without uh, suffocating. You know, which is the, the, the aqua part. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he keeps asking how she's able to do any of this, and then she gives him a fake backstory. <laughs> What do you think about that? The met, the wishing well where she got a wish that she would be stuck on a train. <laughs> that sent me. I was like, wow, she's Aggie. Ah! Yeah, I like the Legend of Zelda kind of graphics of her <laughs> going uh, going through the well and stuff like that. That was pretty cool. The oh yeah, I did dig the animation change. <laughs> well, I should say that throughout the animation in this is really really good. Oh yeah, really unique, distinct. Really distinct because I haven't even seen this kind of like animation style uh, in recent years. Like something I can kind of push up the tool was like uh, what's it, Joseph or Prince of Egypt, maybe? Yeah, kind yeah. of. Or uh, what's another one? Like not Treasure Planet. But what's the uh, what's the one with the two dudes and the chick? Uh, A tiny. No, uh, the other one. The the the. Uh, what's it? Uh, Eduardo, Eldorado. 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 Yeah. Eduardo. <laughs> I like Eduardo. Like it's, it's like, almost like reminiscent of those, like the way the characters move and how like you get to see frame by frame, like what each character's action is doing and how it's accentuated with literally every camera angle and shift, and the <laughs> characters' facial expressions too. Almost like it's an anime. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I felt like Nimona had a bunch of anime, um, flares and aesthetics. That quick change anime face. Where your your eyes and your and your mouth changes real quick. Yeah, like you your, said, uh, like with her white eyes, or she had fire in her eyes, or when she did the like the the horns with her uh, her fingers, it's fire in her eyes instantly. Just yeah, that that's anime. <laughs> I don't anime. My, I see it. My favorite thing for her, um, you know, because they arrive and they stop, and the Legion of Knights are there, but they manage to escape uh, from the top of the train car and stuff. But I love that they see the squire and the Mona uses this demon boy form, <laughs> this cute, like three year old demon child form to help the squire. But initially she presents as a, just an innocent, like three year old asking for help. And he runs cause he doesn't want to help it. He's like, who could I pawn this off to? Who, who could I pawn off this problem to? And then that's when she gets like the demon form of the white eyes and floating and decides if he's not going to follow me, because I'm asking for help, I now have to scare him in the direction of where where I want to take him. What do you think about the demon uh, boy form? I instantly made me start like to regret if I, if a child comes up to me asks for help, just help them out. <laughs> don't 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 be that guy and just be like, oh, I have to ask get somebody to take care of this. Like, no, if a child comes up to you, help the child out. Unless it's like a child with like some quantum physics book, or it's like something creepy, like a like a colorful ball, and they like <laughs> help. I'm lost. My I need to help. You help me find my mommy. We all see Men in Black. You see, or, twin, or twins holding hands, or don't, twins holding don't, hands. Don't don't yeah <laughs> yeah um, but uh, yeah I love and they I guess they got another, they got another voice actor for this because whenever the kid's talking as a little kid, uh, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, the little demon child. 
I'd be really surprised if that was Chloe who did that. Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think. Uh, I I mean, you know, could be, but I thought it was like equal parts adorable and hilarious. Um, so the squire ends up getting knocked out. They steal a car and they put the squire in the back and narrowly escape being turned into Swiss cheese by Ambrosius and his knights. Back at the lair, Ball bandages Nimona up, the first real sign that he cares for her. Um, it's one thing for him to bandage her, showing that he cares for her, but I feel like the fact that she, the arrow didn't even register speaks to a lack of care Nimona has for herself. Does yeah, that make sense? which which it, it does, which came on, which once again will come full circle later when something that he said that she wanted or wished. Oh my goodness, such a dark rough theme, stuff, it's bro. Real. Rough, it's real stuff, hundred percent. That, that uh, but in, in this moment, you know, she in this moment, and she says something along the lines like, "Come on, you don't feel it, whatever." She's like, "I've had worse things happen to me." Um, oh, that's what I was like, oh. Yeah, you're sitting there and you're like, mm. yeah, it's it, uh, it's pretty rough. Um, and then similarly, he asks, what would happen if she stopped shifting? And she says, I'll die. And he's like, oh my God, that's crazy. She's like, no, it's just basically like, if I can't live the life I want to live unapologetically as me doing the things I want to do, then I might as well be dead. Message. <laughs> Another one right there, right? Like, Ooh. So I thought that was well done because again, I'm not uh, oblivious. <laughs> uh, some of this is a bit heavy handed, right? Some of this oh, yeah. is a bit on the nose, but again, these are themes that are they hoping to present to children. And I feel like before you get into the complexities of whatever allegiance or beliefs that you have, it can almost be established across the board that you don't want anyone to die. You don't want anyone to think that they should die <laughs> and everyone just wants to be happy, loved and respected. And I think that those being baseline statements in this are, is, isn't, was that a, you know, it's not breaking the world. It's not, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, there's no, no call for riots or anything like that. I think it's, 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 it's a, I think it's well done. I think the messaging in here is well done, but I, I would be lying if I said, I didn't realize that it was messaging, but again, in, in this day and age, I think it's it's a pretty good message to have. Oh, yeah, um, most definitely, it's a beautiful story. Well, yeah, like the themes that are going on through it. There are some of those beautiful elements that you see, with, like I said earlier, with those interpersonal connections or per relationships between some of these characters, like the growing one between Namor and I'm, I call him Broody Boy, and yeah, you know, I call him Broody Boy and Golden Boy. <laughs> e evil Larry is the name she wanted to call him at one point. Like just Evil Larry. But like, because she was, like calling the, the, she was calling the lair evil. She was like, this isn't, oh, I yeah. made it more of an evil la Larry. Oh, evil Larry. That should be your name. And I'm like, you didn't even know his name. She didn't even ask for his name. Just, but nope, I want to be a psychic. But uh, but like, yeah, just I, watching their relationship grow. And then just seeing that the fact that, not even the fact, but the beautiful relationship between him and um, Ambrosia. Like, yeah. wow. That. Because, you know, like, in, in our world, historically, during medieval times, that was entirely frowned upon. Like, people 100 But, like, in this story, it's beautiful. It's a thing. It's progressive. And, and, yet, not, and, not, no, not, and, and yet no beef with the popes and the kids. 
somehow, right? some, some way. It, <laughs> this, this, was the, this was a line. <laughs> like, no one batted eye. I didn't bat an eye. I was like, this is beautiful. It was organic. It wasn't like forced in front of your face. It wasn't like spoon fed to you. It was natural. Yeah. But, you know, as I, natural as you can get in a futuristic medieval society, you know. Right. <laughs> and with all those caveats, uh, this, is as, this is as realistic as it gets. And by stating it so plainly, you don't call attention to it, right? By just doing right. it, you don't call attention to it because you just act as it, as if it is normal and it is. So I, I really like, like I said again, how they're able to uh, lay all that down. And through Nimona, you can kind of see the kind of night ball would have been. Right, like through through his attentiveness, through his ability to understand and kind of see eye to eye with her. There's a lot of frustration in the early beginnings because she's trying to push him in the direction he doesn't want to go. But once he realizes why, they do develop a real friendship. You know, um, to the point, like I said, that he's like bandaging her, so it's huge. Uh, so they open the trunk and interrogate the squire. Who actually filmed himself moments before the ceremony? What do you think about his little uh, at work video of him putting on the armor? <laughs> that I, I'm sure a lot of people related to that who watched the <laughs> watched it because everyone goofs off at work. Someone goes to their boss's room, probably go sit at the boss's desk or do something. It was organic, and I loved it. It was hilarious by far, yeah. but so incriminating. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But if he didn't have this footage, he wouldn't have the footage that we see where we see that the director switched out the swords. Um, it's kind of so, kind of like plainly, like kind of just like, eh. <laughs> I was like, wow. wow. I yeah. mean, that that does happen. It's because people never know, like, because people never know, like, when you're being recorded, and it'd be yeah. sometimes that you you think it'd be your most private oh, yeah. moments, and you bold as hell. Also, um. Like she, come on, she's like an inch away from calling him a street rat. Like she, she wants, she wants, she wants to call him a street rat so bad. <laughs> Just gutter punk, this hood rat, street rat. <laughs> you know, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't belong. He doesn't, he shouldn't belong. He doesn't belong. Uh, so which made me entirely upset, which is why I hate elitism. Just like just because you're not born noble, I'm like, first of all, if I cut you and I cut myself, we bleed the same. You're no different than me. And neither no. is your bloodline once they all get wiped out. Like it, dude, like no, it, yeah. it gets it gets pretty damn creepy when you start to try to protect that bloodline, man. Right. <laughs> it gets, the only way to keep it pure is is in ways you are not willing to discuss. So I don't, which yeah, is let, weird to me. Your bloodline gets stronger once you add stronger qualities from other families to yours. Like that, you actually get that more works. diseased when you don't. Yeah, you get you literally right, like, contract diseases and die <laughs> when when you don't introduce other elements to your to your bloodline. So exactly, uh, yeah, bro. super oh super weird when it comes to that. So sorry for my um, genetic talk, real quick. <laughs> no, you're good. Mutants are the future. Uh, so, um, realizing he has all the evidence he needs on this with his footage, Namona demands uh, he out the director and bring the institution down. But Ball is against the idea, saying he can't have people lose face and lose lose faith, and that whatever the director did says nothing about the institute. Do you agree? I. Man, trying to keep the status quo be like, man, but but he but he like gave his whole life up for this. I don't think right. a the loyalty, 
Yeah, I don't think a 24-hour revelation. And again, I think that's very similar to how people think here, you know? Is it mm. is it a corrupt system or is it a corrupt leader? A lot of people think it's just the leader that's messing everything up. When there could be so much sick and already poisoned oh. about the about the system uh that the leader is just a symptom of that. And that's what I feel like Nimona sees. But Nimona has years of literally a thousand years of experience and wow. realizing that all of this is kind of laid on a lie and thus it should all be burned down possibly for a better future uh with a bit more truth um yeah dang that sounds pretty uh sounds like <laughs> america in a lot of ways literally because like people would grow up wholly just start they, the the pledge of allegiance every day all the way up until they're 40 or just their whole identity is just patriots is america and then yeah. get introduced to something that would be so mind-blowingly shocking about america and they do it would just either destroy the identity or they will just rebuke it say it's not true this that and the third just a few bad eggs bro there's good people on both sides <laughs> always good people and there's always bad people on both sides oh man oh boy um <laughs> But so, I like I like that the the tr the drama it did add because now uh, Ambrosia had to choose between this thing that he dedicated his life to uh, versus this person that he dedicated dedicated his life to, and that's yeah. a hard choice for a lot of people to and make. And in many ways, they dedicated their lives to the same thing, right? Right. And like you said, now there's a fracture, and um. I love that they show him kind of cracking underneath the pressure. Like at one point he gets asked by the director how he's feeling. And we see oh, a scene of car. him just walling out. Yeah. We see that, a scene of him just walling that out. That scene. I related to so much. I'm like, I'm pretty sure a lot of guys can relate to what Ambrosia went through. Like he was one to freak out, wild out for a second. But you know the second society sees that, they're going to label you a crazy ass motherfucker. And they're not going to you yeah. strip them everything because you're crazy. <laughs> no one wants a yeah. crazy guy who's no one wants a leader who's crazy <laughs> yeah yeah but what a, what a beautiful way to portray that like give us that moment of him losing it and then kind of show that that was all in his head uh kind of shows the kind of restraint that he has but also what was what is going on in him the inner turmoil oh, and stuff i know yeah and how he responded to her he he he's just i'm fine i'm like damn yeah, <laughs> yeah. that who how to tell a lie without lying i guess but now we know had he been any more forthcoming she might have killed his ass you know had he, had he been any more truthful about how he was really feeling and the doubts that he had she might have saw that as you know too far gone and she might have got rid of his ass too so i think right. that's all that, that's all pretty interesting and then todd would have just taken his place because todd was oh. hungry to take anybody's freaking place oh my god i hated todd so much i hated todd is I don't like using the word hate for real for about, but I, I mean it when I say I hate Todd. Yeah. Like if, if Todd was on fire and I had a hose <laughs> like connected to a fire hydrant, I would have set the fire hydrant on fire. <laughs> Just and that would take some work. So that's a lot of hate there. Exactly. <laughs> so so Ball says he's gonna take the footage instead of leaking the footage. He's gonna take it to Ambrosius. And Nimona hates this idea and tells him that he needs to question all of what he knows. The wall, Glorith, all of it. Like we were just saying, this, the story that you built your life on, is it is it real? Have you have you kind of searched through it? Uh, Baxter shakes it off and says, <laughs> go ahead, brother. 
when they were talking about the wall, I was getting mad Attack on Titan vibes. Oh yeah, I'm, I was even getting. Um, isn't there a wall in Game of Thrones? Uh, yeah, I think, so. I think there's a wall. I think there's a wall there as well. So I'm sitting here like, oh my gosh. Uh, so he shakes it off, says everything's gonna be fine once they get the proof to Ambrosius. And like we were just talking about, he's not taking all of this pressure well, well, but he keeps a straight face. Um, he and the director are confronted by Ball and Namora, who, um, or Namona, sorry, who tries to present proof that Ball's innocent of Ball's innocence, but the phone with the footage in it is shot by Todd. <laughs> I know you was over it at that point. Literally all the proof. Literally dead to rights, director. We got you. We got we you got with the murder you. weapon. Nope. We scooby doo the shit and we got you. And he just shot it. He just one one fire. That 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 hurt me. Because I'm like, when he when he walked up, like when he walked up, I'm like, why would you walk up? Why are you already not have it out? Like my like my my soon to be, my wifey, my she said it like why didn't you just Walk up with it out. Like, why would you wait for like some strap? Of course you won't get someone gonna pull on you. Like what would you why would you do that? You were trained. You're a knight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But is that is that love? Is that what that is? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tell me again. <laughs> That's what it does. <laughs> is that what we doing out here in these streets? Um, so wait, I have my I have my notes here somewhere. So um, yeah, shoots it right out of his hands. Uh, Ball begs his former ally to trust him, but then he draws his sword. That was a <gasps> kind of moment too. When he does the glor- when he does the glorith pose, keep you at a, keep you at a distance. I was like, damn, really? This is what we doing out here? So then Ball starts to hype up Nimona. He's like, oh, really? You want to see who she is? You want to see what she can do? And she's, she's like, oh, I love this. We're about to go hard. <laughs> uh, and we, yeah, we get a pretty cool scene of her um, just using going her, all out. <laughs> unle- unleashed, basically. Unleashed on all these nights. I'm like, if and- Beast Boy could do it, whoo, man. If Beast Boy could see her work, he he would probably drop Raven. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and he, she's like, she's like turning into animals mid- punch sometimes mid jump mid whatever she's having an absolute blast and um at one point ball gets dogpiled like this sur- sorry they surround him and they dogpile him and she transforms into a cartoon like a cereal mascot it's a dragon that shoots cereal like cereal balls yeah cereal balls and um so she does that and she manages to take out the whole fleet. Like everything's done. We done beat their army, balls, A-OK, et cetera, and so forth. But then she sees a kid uh scared. So she transforms into her sweet little girl form and tries to approach the kid, but very similar to what happened with Ambrosius, the kid pulls out a sword and or I think it's a toy or maybe a piece of wood or something, and points it at Namona. And that broke my heart. That broke my heart. Right. Um, I was like, oh, the kid's supposed to be innocent. But if the kid sees you like that, oh, Lord. Message. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Message. Because I'm pretty sure there were some people in the South. Their kids are being raised with some, with some rough lessons of who you can and cannot date. Who you can and cannot chill with. Who can and cannot come into this house. 
There were some people putting up their swords at people who did not deserve it, but they were taught that way. And it's, there's almost nothing more sad than seeing a kid taught either hate or even worse in some cases, fear. Fear for the other, fear for, for you know, uh, another person. And um, yeah, it's, it, it's heartbreaking because this, this young child form is even more innocent than the Nimona form. Like this is like the core essence of who Nimona is. Um, so it, that was uh, that was a bit heartbreaking. Um, Ball grabs Nimona and they escape. When they get back to the lair, Nimona is visibly upset and talks about how she knows that people want her dead and confesses that sometimes she just wants to let them. Uh, that is that is the line. What did you think when you heard that line said here? And what do you think about that idea in general? It was an instant gut punch to my liver. And the idea of, even though she's a thousand years old, she looks like a child or a kid. And yeah. to, for her to have that feeling at, I guess, relative to her, a young age is heartbreaking. That in no, in nowhere in the animal kingdom, nowhere in human society, nowhere under the water or in the sky that she's accepted and that she wants to either let the world see her for what she is and then end her because of how they see her or, and uh, she doesn't have no will to keep going. Like, like it's, it's, it's uh, it's so I heavy. say it often. I say it often times life is one of the longest, most arduous, most beautiful, toxic, uh, gratifying, torturous experiences you will ever, you'll ever have. Um, I think good people make it better, but I definitely know bad people make it worse. Bad experiences make it worse. And if you get enough of those bad people and bad experiences, there's nothing to tell your mind that there's better out there. There's nothing to tell your mind that things will change, right? What, what proof do you have? All you have is, is your lived experience. And if your lived experience is life sucks, it's hard to convince someone other than that. And we're talking about somebody with a thousand years of life experience, a thousand yeah. years of being proven that you don't belong here and we'd rather you dead. And um, again, depending on what decade it is, there is a subset of society that will ha felt that way that was you know demonized that way or whatever yeah. and 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 you know you could imagine them trying to wrestle with their own bits of self-identity there but yeah a hundred percent a gut punch in this moment um so did i do that boom 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 let me see i think i'm back at the heart stuff oh yes so um, Ball tries to come up with a plan where they escape to greener pastures, but Nimona tells him that they shouldn't have to run. Nimona shapeshifts into Ambrosius and confronts the director, getting her to admit to murdering uh, the queen and framing Ballister. And then she straight up kills Ambrosius. And again, I didn't know this was him at the time until he started doing that weird death stuff. We started right, the guy with the over I was like. I was like, this is weird. I know, I get that the character does have a bit of a sense of humor because, like I said, we've seen that already with his, like, freak out. He does have a bit of a sense of humor to him. He can be a bit quirky, but this was a bit on the nose. And I was like, I honestly, this thought crossed my mind. I'm like, are they paying up this death comedically because it's like a, chick, a kid's film? Like, are they right? trying to, like... That same thought crossed my mind. I'm like, are they? Because she just stabbed it. Right, it straight through the... Right through yeah. the spine and everything, and then he just ah, 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 ah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> off the table and everything. I'm like, it, 
I get this is a kid's kind of. Is this for what? <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it it, uh, it, it was uh, Nimona the entire time. Um, Which and... shouts out to her durability. Yes, it, yeah, it is. Uh, Ballister recorded the entire uh, admission. So they have it. They bounce. They upload the footage online. The public turns against the director. Nimona and Ballister celebrate. Everything seems to be Gucci until the director finds a scroll and shows it to Ambrosius. On the scroll, the scroll, sorry, not the scroll, um, it depicts Nimona as glorious monster, the monster, the entire reason why they have the wall, why they have the knights, why they have the institute, the entire reason why Ball is in his line of work is to stop the person he's been teaming up with this entire time from getting through the gates. Uh, it's a hell of a um, revelation. But before we get to the actual explanation, what do you think about this? I was just, <gasps> I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I like the picture of like the monster and the little girl as the heart, like, you know, right, like, right in the center of it. Got like Jean Grey vibes or even a raven with the shadow. Yeah. But lo and behold, the, the foreshadowing. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, ah, yeah. So, so good. Ballister demands an explanation from Nimona. Nimona becomes upset, ba and Ballister accuses her of turning him into a villain so she wouldn't be alone. And then, like, she's about to call him a monster again. And that, it was a slur before, but now they, like, chilled and they hung. We're supposed to be past this. Again, this is the N word to her. Right? Like, we're supposed to be, Basically. like, we don't. We thought we was good. We thought we was past this. He goes to say monster. She flares up and he points the sword at her. This is the third time now. You know what I'm saying? This is the third time now she's been she's had a sword pointing at her from enemies, from innocents, and now from somebody that she thought was a friend. And that's enough. It's it's proven her point. Her pro point's been proven ten times over, if anything, right? Uh so she times. um her, Todd shows up with his knights and they surround the lair and she runs away. And again, I'm like, damn, I did not think it was going to get this heavy. Uh, Nimona is alone on the outskirts of the kingdom and has flashbacks of her life with Glorith. Um, we see that they met and they were chill. They were cool. Everything was fine until like the village turned on her for her ability to Man, shoot. That made me so mad. I'm like, what year is this? Were you small-minded humans saw something <laughs> so cool that you feared it? If yeah. I was the leader of that village, I'd have been like, yo, we have a super weapon now. We're about to conquer the planet. Hold on. Yeah. You, There'd be a Nimona statue you, in the middle of the of the square. Man, <laughs> man like you're the reason why we're, are we not just behind this little square area of wall. We have this whole continent. Like, yeah. you're the reason to want to pray. She's a god. She can't even age or die. Like, what? Why would y'all fear that? I'm not surprised Nimona didn't just end the planet. She can become yeah, right? any living, breathing thing and mythical makeshift things and things that are fictional. She's a, she has Toon Force powers. Literally got impaled, yeah. got stabbed, got shot. Like, Arrow came saying she just caught that. Like, it was nothing. Like, bro, yeah. this story could have went so much worse for these humans. <laughs> It kind of shows you that she doesn't have that villain bone in her. Even though she talks tough, even though she tries to instigate ball, she doesn't have it in her. Because, like you said, she could, but she knows what that would prove, right? Mm -hmm. She knows it would only prove them right. And um, 
I think one of the most touching moments in this flashback sequence is at one point she goes to grab an apple, but it's too high. So she transforms and grabs it for Glorith. And then like Glorith has like a moment of hesitation and she like puts her head down like, damn it, I outed myself. <laughs> she's like, I outed myself, my power. She's never going to be my friend. And then Glorith smiles and she realizes that she could be her true self with this person. She, they could go and count stars and she can turn into a bear and she can turn into a bird and they, she can turn into a horse and Glorith could ride her, all that kind of stuff. She could be her true authentic self. And then fast forward and, um, you know, she's basically attacked, overwhelmed, um, and oh. she turns into a, a monster to, to, to sort of kind of combat it and combat all the people that are attacking her. And then Glorith raises the sword to her. And we've, it's been shown that Glorith was a big, like knight who like took down like a big dragon no it was a child who made a stance against a friend <laughs> who you know Go who back said, to the shadows from whence you came it's like yeah, a, man. a thousand year lie their, ah. thousand, their entire outlook and the entire prejudice against namona is based on this one thousand year lie you know and um heartbreaking stuff uh overwhelmed hurt and angry she turns into the giant black shadow dragon and returns to the kingdom. What a cool graphic. What a cool sort of personification of just call it what you want. Anger, depression, sadness. What a what a shape of that, right? That's what that feels like to me. Desperation. Hey, right on the all nose. All those negative human emotions. That's what that all that would coalesce and look like. It would look like that. Some shadowy, yeah. dark, drippy monster. Yeah, with yeah. the true light hidden all the way in the middle of it. Like, you know, you can't even see it. Um, so, we, yep. The Institute moves to attack her, uh, failing to incapacitate her. They just can't beat her. At one point, she gets, like, knocked down, and she just gets up. Um, Nimona heads to the giant statue of Glorith and exposes her heart so that she can stab herself like she was about to walk in to the blade of glorith and commit suicide in front of everybody just whole sipuku <laughs> so i'm sitting there in this moment and i'm like holy hell showing the heart like showing the glow and the goodness and like literally placing herself in front of the blade like all of that was a lot for me and then Ball shows up, and Ball puts his hand on the heart, and that was it. I was like, you know what, man? Y'all got it. Y'all got, got it. I fucking love it. I love all of this. So cool. So cool. So cool. Ball steps forward, standing on the sword, hands her, his, her heart, and um, stops her and apologizes to her and says a line that we are uh, very familiar with. I, I see you. I see you. And that's all she really wanted to. She always wanted to be seen and wanted to be seen for her. Um, do you do you remember your reaction when 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 this whole thing went down? I was like, I see you, Ramona. I see you. <laughs> we see you, girl. We see you, baby girl. Ah, <laughs> uh, but no, it, it was really a message that everyone can relate to because everyone strives, everyone struggles. But at the end of the day, everyone wants to be seen, heard, and wants to be happy. And yeah. And it hit it right on the nose. Like I got the message. It just yeah, damn. And um, not to be too not to be too grim, 
But there's many unnamona who could have used a baluster at the lowest points of their lives, right? There's not many yeah. people who got that intervention when they needed it, who got that moment of clarity, who got that hand on the shoulder when they needed it. So it, I, I, I love that they showed this in here because sometimes all it does take is one person to see the best in you for you to start seeing that best in yourself again. And I think that they really were able to do that here. Um, Namona, exhausted, turns back into her regular form and hugs him. But the hating ass director <laughs> aims the guns inside the city. They're like, yo, you'll kill people. And, it's, you know, fire. You know, they do the whole Thanos. <laughs> I don't care. So she, she became a whole Palpatine. Like, yeah. she spun the lie. She spun the. I was like, oh, she's turning on people. I'm like, oh, she a whole. She's trying to be the empress. She's wrapped but in she's... the whole web. The, the lie created an entire web. She cannot admit to any of this because admitting to any of this would have to be, she'd have to admit to everything else. You know, she, that, it, yeah. that lie, once you start pulling that string, man, it unravels really, really, really fast. You're telling yeah. us, you're telling me that we weren't always friends with the Indians? Yeah, bro. <laughs> I got some stuff to tell you, man. <laughs> It wasn't, you know, it's not like how that book said it. And, you know, where you started to draw the turkey with your hand on the, on the construction <laughs> book. Not a, it's not as clean and dry as that. But, you know, teach its own. Um, so, yeah, she tries to decimate half the, the kingdom. Nimona turns into a phoenix, beautiful phoenix, and races towards the gun, destroying it, a chunk of the wall and the director, and saving the kingdom. Um, the, the citizens celebrate Nimona and hail her as a hero in her sacrifice because you basically sacrifice like she turns into like pixie dust at the end of all this and we see that the entire kingdom has kind of been remade um things have been changed there's a new future now now that people have seen this once terrifying figure that they literally their entire lore is built around this thing that then saved them right. you know it, it transforms the entire identity of the kingdom uh ambrosius and uh ambrosius and ball speak their love to one another. They are loving mm. each other openly. They're out there, you know, um, living their best life. Like I said, Namona is hailed as a hero. And then Ball, I guess, sympathetic, goes back to the hideout to go check. <laughs> and you see a little bit of pixie dust and you hear Namona's voice and you hear him, you see him perk up, very shocked, and then boom, cut to credits. I'm like, oh, um, so it's gonna be a second one? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, what are we doing next? Where are we going? Girl, where are we going? Because I'm willing to go wherever these people are. Um, Man, fast. The wall's open. There's a whole world for these people now. Yeah. And what's who knows what the hell has been going on outside there for a thousand years? For a thousand years. These people have not interacted with the outside world. There's at yeah, least on the Mona <laughs> two and three. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, I'm going to go back and check out the graphic novel, see how much of this was adapted from that. Maybe. There is a part two in there somewhere, or maybe they have let, let, you know laid the groundwork so that they can kind of write a new and original story. Um, but in a world where this stuff kind of does get does feel like it's being put on a conveyor belt, we're at a factory and we're just pumping out content. I like that this was something that has something to say. I say it often on this podcast, right? All I want is for it to have something to say. It doesn't have to be profound. It doesn't have to be all that deep. If it can, and it can stick the landing all the better but you know if we're going to take this stuff in we should leave with something you know we should we should take something with us when we when we depart from these characters and i gotta believe it, it's almost damn near impossible for you to watch this and not leave with a little bit more empathy 
little bit more care to your fellow man, a little bit more understanding to people uh, that you may not necessarily understand, you know, to begin with, but you're, we're bridging a, uh, we're creating a bridge here. I feel like of understanding in, and the base, the, the brick, the foundation of that bridge is love and respect. So long as we can have love and respect for one another, you know, that's all that really matters. Love and happiness. <laughs> love and happiness. Love and happiness. And that's what we try to bring here to the Major Issues Podcast every single week. A bit of love, a little bit of happiness, some rumor, speculation, and Dwayne Johnson slander. That's what I try to bring here <laughs> each and every week. And if you like what you heard thus far, we have... Uh, every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast is available at comicbookclick.com. It's a one-stop for our merchandise, articles, and every single episode of the Major Issues Podcast. This is episode 289. So, yeah, man, we're marching towards episode 300. Uh, it's pretty, pretty cool, pretty exciting. But we got to thank you guys for helping us get here because we do this free of charge each and every week. Um, and we want to thank those who have supported us thus far. If you want to be a new supporter, you can consider buying some merchandise at our T Public store, which you can find at comicbookclick.com. I make all the designs for all the shirts, so we get a kickback, a little kickback from each purchase made. It doesn't have to be a shirt, it could be a mouse pad, it could be a laptop case, it could be a phone case. Um, but consider buying something with Comic Book Click. Uh, his name on it, a design, something else like that. Check out our shop. You might like something. And we get a kickback financially for that. Um, if you don't want anything from us, but you still want to give us money, consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash CBC Clubhouse, where for as little as 10 cents a day, $3 a month, uh, you can help support us here and we can afford the hardware and the software that it takes to provide this content free of charge for you guys. Um, it's been kind of rocky backstage with Comic Book Click uh, recently. I've had some family issues and we're still trying to get content out. Uh, we've been a bit scattered life, like you said before, right? Just life. Um, but we want to, we want to thank you guys for continuing to be here with us. Uh, we, we're, we're catching a second wind, uh, recently, comic book click, and we, we're, we're still headed towards the moon. So make sure that you're following us all over social media, facebook.com slash comic book click, Instagram at comic book click, or you can use that hashtag comic book click to talk about the newest, hottest, latest, and greatest things to come to comic books and comic book media. Um, Major Issues Podcast is available wherever podcasts are found. It's Podbean, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, the Apple Podcast app, TuneFind, YouTube, Spotify, and more. There's really no reason why you can't find us. You can Google Major Issues, you can Google Comic Book Click, and we'll be the first ones to pop right up. Because I've been to the future where we do become the latest and greatest thing to come to comic books and comic book media, but I can't do that because next thing you know, Jason Momoa is in Hobbs and Shaw, and that means that The Rock <laughs> is uh, Aquaman, and nobody wants that to happen. So make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend, join the bandwagon before it becomes full. We're going to the moon, and you don't want to miss a uh, seat on this trip because we are going to be doing a great and powerful things. But you... Got some things that you're doing over there on the Twitchiverse. Where can the people find you in general, A-Rob? Uh, they can find me basically everywhere. A-Rob the Marvel Guy. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. You know, all the platforms. You can also find me on Twitch at Omega Avenger 26. That is Omega Avenger 26. You can, me, you got, you can catch me on there snapping on some foods. I'll be playing Marvel Snap, Marvel's uh, <laughs> latest card-based strategy game. You know, for mobile and PC, it's pretty fun. Highly addictive. I highly, I highly, I highly, highly, highly recommend to play this yes. game. Download and play it. It's really fun, y'all. And maybe play it highly. 
in my in my in my help your enjoyment and <laughs> you play the game highly as well so consider consider doing that okay. but yes look for the omega avenger uh and a rob the marvel god across all the channels but my name is george serrano aka the don and i'm a rob the marvel god and this has been our Nimona recap and review. And remember, whether you're a direct descendant of Glorith, laced with adamantium, or a villain sidekick, feel comfortable in your own skin. Be the you that you were always meant to be. You are worth it. And always remember that you, yes, you are worthy.